Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. For me, the standout song for On Through the Night would probably be Wasted because of where it came from. It's not just the three minutes that you hear, it's the fact that I, I, I still remember to this day Steve Clark being late, as he always, well, he, actually, that wasn't unusual, but he was late to rehearsals and you could hear his clogs coming up these steel stairs at this factory where we were rehearsing. And he slammed the door open, and before we could all go, hell have you been? He went, and he gets his guitar out, and he stands like a rock star, and he played the riff to Wasted. And we all just dropped jawed right there. Wow. It's okay, you're okay, you're, you're excused, this one. And we started writing that song that night, and we had it done, finished. So it came from a very honest, excitable spot in our youth, if you like. And when we come to do it, even now with a totally different lineup, you know, with two different guitarists playing it, when we do that song, it's, it has a, a vibe to it. There's something about the riff, the way that the song is constructed, that it's just honest and simple and was very representative of what, what we were trying to do. All right, man, third time's the charm, hopefully. This is our third restart on this episode, but man, we are a radical podcast today. We always are, but we're more rad when this guy comes on, but I'm not going to say who it is. I'm going to let my my co-host, Mr. Jerry Supe, do the intros. Yeah, man, um, we got, well, we got, welcome back, uh, an awesome guest. We've uh, had him in a few cool episodes in the past. You know, I've said the nickname is the Radical One, Captain Radness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said him twice already. I kind of forgot most of them. But he still is rad as hell, man. Jeff Beers, man. Welcome back, dude. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Yeah, so we brought him on here for an uh, episode you picked, Jerry. Um, what is it, man? I sure did, man. A really underrated freaking album, in my opinion. Uh, Def Leppard, On Through the Night, their debut album, um, really, like I said, really goes under the radar as far as their albums are concerned. I don't even think they do anything. They haven't done anything live off this album, I think, in decades, probably. Oh, no, that's not true, dude. I looked it up. Uh, they played they? Um, Brock Brigade and Wasted. Yeah, I've seen uh, them do they okay, cool. See, I London for some reason they always played in London. Never oh. in America. No, dude, so. I, at the stadium tour, I saw them do wasted. I put it up on the Freeform Rock Podcast YouTube. It's up there. Oh, they did. Wasted. Um, well, they mostly play it in London, like a lot of uh, rock brigade, rock brigade, <laughs> and other songs. They usually play it in London, and they rock it, rock it in London. I think they played some stuff in uh, 2014. Yeah, so, and I saw them playing Wasted, that. and I recorded that shit, man, because I go, they're playing Wasted! A... Well, you saw you saw them do some kind of weird one-off show where they did nothing but their old songs, didn't you, Mark? No, that was in Vegas, where they, they opened for themselves called Dead Flatbird, and they disguised themselves. They were their own opening act when they did a residency in uh, Vegas. Yeah, they, they, did, they did a bunch of their older songs. Oh, right? yeah, Anything? the Dead, 
yeah. they did. Uh, that would have been cool to go see that, man. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, what what the fuck? Oh, I was saving that for the video. But, uh, man, we, we, we're going to be rad today. We got a fucking, we got a 10-armed Def Leopard since Charles isn't here to go rag on. This is better than 9-armed Def Leopard crap. But uh, <laughs> we got this going, man. But before we get into it, man, let's talk to Jeff a few seconds, man. What's going on with you, man? Um, you know, right on, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> rocking and rolling, you know? Yeah, Jerry thinks you're rich. Me? Yeah, because you're seeing all Dude, these, like... You're like, every day there's, like, you're meeting somebody at some kind of meet and greet or some kind of con. Oh, uh, well, like, um, I, well, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Just, uh, I don't know, I mean, you know. <laughs> I just, A lot of envy. I'm, I'm not, I'm envious. That's why well, I Well, I mean, you know, I get lucky sometimes, I guess. Um, like, uh, what was that? I did the Pantera. Like, I went to see Metallica, right? You know? And uh, that was pretty rad. And but I uh, met the Pantera, right? Um, but somebody, like, actually gave me the VIPs for the Pantera. So I didn't pay for them. Damn. Um, I think her name's uh, Shannon and stuff so that's pretty cool and that was pretty rad and then the show was pretty rad um and then it went you know the two days and stuff and it was pretty pretty cool did you go to both days you went to both days. yeah because yeah, yeah. You, you buy like the ticket and the tickets for both days yeah well, they had single tickets available, too. Yeah, but you know. You know. I know. But this, did you like Ice Nine Kills and that other atrocious band on the second day? Uh, Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not a big Ice Nine Kills fan. My girlfriend uh, enjoys their music. Um, it's not really my thing. I got her a cameo from the singer, uh, Spencer. Um, he seems like a nice guy. It just wasn't my thing. A lot of the people in the crowd seemed to really enjoy it. Um, it seemed like they had a lot of fans. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch, I'm not really a big fan of their music. Um, but a lot of other people really seem to enjoy them. Yeah, just say they suck. <laughs> uh, I don't think they suck. I just this is it just isn't my thing. Well, they know? suck to you, not to everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I, well, it's it's. I don't think it's bad. It just isn't my thing. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> is it? yeah, it's. I don't know. You know, they did a song with Rob Helford. That's pretty cool. You know. Yes. Yeah, so did Dolly Parton. That came out really well, didn't it? <laughs> um, I think so. I listened to that today, actually. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't listened to the full album or anything, but I listened to the Rob Helford song, and they, she did um, I Hate Myself for Loving You with uh, Joan Jett, and I, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, you know. She may have the music, she may have the rockers behind her, but her voice is not rock. It's just like, it's like it's trying to force... A country voice into a rock song. Look, look, Dolly Parton can do whatever the hell she wants. She can. Yeah, I, mean, I, I respect the fuck out of her. I love Jolene. She deserves a lot of fun. I love Jolene and Islands in the Stream and and shit like that. You know, I love Kitty Rogers. And Kitty Rogers rules. In fact, <laughs> I don't know. I think she's having a lot of fun. It seems like she's having exactly. a lot of fun on the album. Well, 
Well, it's because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she declined to go in because she didn't make a rock album. So she decided, well, they put me in. I'm going to have to make a rock album. <laughs> so. Yeah, and her, I, her husband is a big rock fan I know. of the rock genre of music. music. Yeah. Have so, yeah, been... yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Oh, yeah, and I went to the convention thing, and I met RoboCop. And I know, was, uh, Peter Weller. Yeah, he didn't really say too much. He didn't say anything. Well, he doesn't look like he does. But I, I, uh, I'm going to ask well, you because yeah. you are a fan of Total B movies. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Have you seen The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I've seen that. Peter Weller like and Ellen Barkin are in there. That's not a B movie. It is a B movie. It didn't do good. That's I an A movie to me. Well, it wasn't an A movie because it, it bombed. I, I don't know, it. dude. Sometimes you say movies bomb, and they really didn't. No, it's like, well, yes, they did. <laughs> it's like Lethal Weapon was a bomb until it came on HBO, and then the sequels made money. You know, same thing with Eddie and the Cruisers, but that sequel was trash, but I still like it. <laughs> but uh, those movies bombed. They didn't make their money back on the original release. Um, I don't know, man. We'll have to check that out. Man. Well, no, Lethal Weapon was a total bomb until it came on HBO and got a fan base. And then Warner uh -huh. Brothers said, hey, this movie's doing really well on HBO with the ratings and shit. Let's make uh, maybe, a, maybe like an 80s bomb, you know, not like a Today bomb. Because, like, if, you know, like, if... A movie makes its budget back and then some, you know, it's considered, like, a success now. If well, like a, The Flash you know, bombed, it didn't make its budget back. Like, back back in the 80s, if a movie didn't make, like, twice the budget back, it was considered, like, you know, a bomb. Well, in the 80s, there would be a movie that cost 9000 and get 20000 so that wasn't a bomb. The yeah, but... Thing that, is, well, well, Bonsai didn't get like, his budget back. <laughs> but it's a great I don't know, movie. Okay. You know what else is a great movie? Orgasmo. Yeah, that's a good movie, too. Yeah, fucking love Orgasmo. And baseball. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, basketball. That's uh, Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone. Yeah, There's a Lethal yeah, Weapon cost uh, $15 million and made box office was $120 million. The first one. Yeah. 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 Well, Mel Gibson said it was a bomb when it first came out, and they didn't think they were going to do it anymore until it went on HBO. It Upon probably it release, probably made the money back later when they started selling VHS tapes and uh, stuff like that. I don't know. It says the film was released on March 6, 1987. Upon its release, release, Lethal Weapon grossed over 120 million against a production budget of 15 million. Well, I was going by well, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. <laughs> Mel Gibson said. says a lot of crazy things. You know, well, Richard Donner said it was a bomb. Well, maybe he was thinking of something else. Well, this must be the updated grosses because you know they had VHS and DVD and stuff sales. No, no. Huh? It's box uh, office. Then the fucking the actors lied to me, assholes. Yeah, oh, lied probably. Me, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, Eddie and the Cruisers was a bomb. I mean, how could it have bombed to the point where they're making actually a fifth one right now? So it could have bombed, you know no, what I mean? No, because, because it did, it's like Eddie and the Cruisers. It did so well, like, on cable that they made a sequel to it, except Eddie and the Cruisers 2 was not as good. Uh, but the I, music was really good. The oh, music kicked John, ass. John Cafferty the, the, and Super Brown. Yeah, the, mu the, the music was better than the first one, in my opinion. Oh, dude, it didn't have that song. The you know what's that song at the well, end? Well, on the dark side, on the dark side. Oh, no, yeah. the one where that guitar riff that they didn't, the record company didn't want to release it because that song. It was up. It was like 
more modern than what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the name. I forgot the name of it. Uh, I know what you're yeah, about, dude. Yeah. Eddie and the Cruiser soundtrack, man. Look it up right now. I'll know the song when I see it. Hold on. Keep talking, Jerry. La 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 la. No Alex Lifeson on here. Got it. Alex Lifeson. Yeah, when he got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he goes blah 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 blah. Well, oh, I was blah, like, Eddie, Eddie, he's not, Alex isn't on the Eddie, Eddie in the Cruising soundtrack, I don't think. No. Oh, Season <laughs> in Hell, Fire Suite, that song. That album has some fucking metal riffs on there, and it's six minutes and 14 seconds, man. Yeah, it is Season in Hell, you're right, I remember now. They actually mentioned that in the second movie as well, too. Yeah, Season in Hell is like the best song on there. It's like totally different than all the other songs on there. It's like old, like 50s shit. 60 shit and all of a sudden like and i just love michael Perret, man fucking america greatest american hero streets of fire fucking uh, philadelphia experiment i love that dude you should meet him jeff michael Perret rules uh yeah <laughs> okay you never you never seen a philadelphia experiment it's like if i send it my way i'll meet him yeah <laughs> sure right? yeah. you ever yeah. seen a philadelphia experiment uh yeah, 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 fucking great movie, dude. Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's all right. Ah, oh, what do you mean it's all right? It's time travel. Time travel movies rule. Time cop, Back to the Future. Come on. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, the Peggy Sue movie. What Peggy was Sue the... got married. That was a great yeah, one. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was a great one too. Kathleen Turner and uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. tough man i like that movie i do too man so uh jerry what are we doing man let's get into this album man we're doing uh, the debut album from def leppard uh really underrated album in my opinion of the uh the the discography of the group uh i wish people would give it more uh more attention um it was released on march 14th 1980 produced by some guy named tom allen who's that colonel one? Colonel Tom Allen. I have no idea. I have to look it up. I haven't really looked at You don't know who he is? No, why? Who is he? He produced the Judas Priest albums, man. Oh, I don't know. I don't follow I don't follow that shit as much Dude, as you Dude, screaming for vengeance. Yeah, it charted at number 15 on the UK. Yeah, yeah, okay. It charted at number 15. I think he produced some Iron Maiden, too. Okay, okay, okay. Let me finish. All right, sorry. It charted at number number 15th on the U... Number, they getting me all fucked up. It charted at... <laughs> Number 15 on the UK album chart and number 51 on the Billboard 200, and that's a fucking crime in my opinion, man. Uh, the, the album features re-recorded versions of Rock's Off and Overture tracks from the band's originally independently released EP, the Death Leopard EP, which I have never listened to. Have any of you guys heard that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, damn. It sucks having a family. It really does sometimes. You just you miss out on a whole bunch of shit. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I love having my family. I love my family. But yeah, this is a... I love this album. Um, definitely a little... The riffs on this album were probably the best in their their whole discography, in my opinion, guitar-wise. I mean, Steve Clark and uh, Pete Willis were very, very great guitar tandem, man. And um, it shows on this album how good they were and how good they... We're going to be on the next two albums before Def Leppard turned to shit. But uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the songs here, I guess, here right now. And uh, we'll see what we think of it. Well, before we get into them, I just want to say Tom Allen, Whipper St. Holmes album, uh, Headhunter by Crocus and Rock, We Trust, Y&T, Loverboy, loving every bit minute of it. 
And then Judas Priest, Unleash the East, British Jill, Point of Entry, Screaming for Vengeance, Defenders of the Faith, Turbo Priest Live, Ram It Down, A Touch of Evil Live, Battle Cry, and Firepower. <laughs> and I think we're doing a Pat Travers live album. What is that called, Jerry? Jerry? Live, live if you want it. Live if you want it, want it or something like that. I can't live, remember. go for what you know. Yeah, he produced that. that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Dude, I don't fucking know producers or shit like you guys. You didn't do. read the album jackets when you were a kid? Yeah, but I, I haven't fucking done that in 30 years, dude. I'm 52 years old. My memory's but going, dude. 30 years ago. <laughs> I just, well, whatever. I'm just fucking with you. But, man, Jeff, man, what do you think? What do you. How'd you get into Def Leppard? Let's start with you on that one. Well, uh, they're on the last Action Hero soundtrack, and that's pretty rad. Yeah, I know you love it. Uh, well, uh, you know, and I like that band. I like Def Leppard. They're probably in my top 10 favorite bands, or top 15. Um, you know, this album's pretty cool. Um, I bought it at a garage sale on cassette, and then um, I bought it on CD. But I left the CD on the washing machine, and like the laundry detergent kind of spilled on it, and it kind of ruined it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it has a truck on the cover. That's pretty cool. I like that. The semi, the semi truck with the guitar. And the spade and the moon of cheese. <laughs> the cheese. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool cover. You know, I like Def Leppard. I think they're pretty rad. You know. Do you do you like? I, I gotta ask this question for Charles. Do you like the last album, Diamond Star Halos? Um, yeah, do, do I? I have it. Do you like it? Oh, uh, it's in the wrapper. It's in the wrapper. <laughs> yeah, that um, that I, does it. I gotta bring you on the review of Diamond Star yeah. Halos. Step, step two is throw it in the bin. Well, like, uh, I bought it because um, it was like for charity or something. Like, it was like a, <laughs> It was like a charity kind of thing, and I bought it for the money. Like went to like a charity. I think I can't remember what it was. I think it was some sort of charity, uh, maybe Def Leppard Foundation or um, something like that. And I bought it for uh, the charity thing. That's cool, man. Um, um, but I haven't listened to it. Well, I'm sure. I'm you sure don't it's like great. take what you want. Take what you need. I love that fucking song. The is it first, pretty good? Oh, yeah, dude. The first half of the album is good. The second half of the album kind of drops off, but it's not that. I even like that song with that, that fucking, uh, what's that fucking, she did an album with Robert Plant. Uh, oh, Cross. Yeah, yeah, I even like that song with her because it isn't country. Yeah, because I've seen her with uh, Robert Plant. She <laughs> played uh, with uh, Robert Plant. I went to see them live. You like bluegrass? Do I like bluegrass? No. Neither do I. So why'd you see that? Because <laughs> Robert Plant. Um, I don't know. I like Robert Plant. I think he's pretty rad. I like Led Zeppelin. Um, oh, and I, you know, actually, I really liked his album that he did with her. Actually, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but wasn't I didn't think it was really bluegrass. I think it was more like just um ah. I mean, folky? It was like folk music. Well, that's what bluegrass is. It's country folk. No, uh, no, no. Bluegrass is different from folk. It's about the same kind of... The no. Lyric, the no, lyrics, no, not the plane. Not the plane. Not, that's not true. Yeah. They're what different. You, I, I think bluegrass is country folk. 
No, it's not. Well, I might be wrong, but that's what I hear. When I heard that album, Raising Sand, it sounded like country folk. I don't no, like... No, it sounded I, like uh, just regular folk. I don't like regular folk music. I think it's more like a rockabilly type of sound. I, I like rockabilly. I love Carl Perkins, man. <laughs> I think it sounds uh, really cool. I thought it was a really cool album, actually. And I went, and I had a good time at the show. That's awesome, man. I would have I like it. Robert Plant. I, I like Robert Plant. Plant. Hey, that that guy like speaks that? his mind. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. What? What would he say? I'm, no, he just speaks his mind. He tells you the does truth. He? he doesn't. He doesn't whitewash anything, man. I I don't know. I haven't really heard him talk. Honestly, oh, I, I didn't want... really... Jerry. What do you What do you think of Robert Plant, man? Doesn't he speak his mind? Well, he does. You know about it. It doesn't happen often, but you know his opinions kind of leak out somehow. Like in some of the songs, like how he feels about Stairway to Heaven, this and that. Um, how he feels about bands covering his songs. He has been kind of negative critiquing that. But, but he uh, hates David Coverdale. Yeah. Oh, he's always hated David Coverdale, and even in the 80s, before they did the thing with Jimmy Page. And then he hates Kingdom Come. You know, they everybody that sounds like him, he hates Well, David. Kingdom Come had three good albums. Yeah, but I think, I, think he, I, think, I think he's pretty much over all that, except for the David Coverdale. I don't think that's ever going to be recorded. He Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, I know. I heard that too. That's, I didn't want to mention that, but uh... I had that band. I think they're super duper. I like the first duper. album in the EP, and then after that, he started doing vocal jamnistics like fucking King Diamond. Fuck that shit. Oh, I don't know. It's some good songs, man. I like that band. But they're, isn't they're his voice cool. getting higher and higher and higher? He's just going high for the highness now. I'm like, fuck. Um, maybe I don't know. I but they're from Michigan, and I'm from Michigan. Well, you know, I like the band. His I I just wish he would go back down to the lower registers that he did on the first album. That's about oh. it. Oh, uh, but uh, since you know the band's like from Michigan, I've seen them like like before they were big. So did I. I tweeted them before they were big, and they answered me. And I thought that was pretty damn cool. Um, I've seen them at a wrestling show. Oh, of course. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen them at a wrestling show, an independent wrestling show they played. Damn. So, uh, Jerry, how did you get into Def Leppard? Uh, you know, in the early 80s, Pyromania was all over MTV. I mean, Fool in, Rock of Ages, Photograph, all those songs. That got me into them, basically. Then I just went back, like I always do, and get the, I got into High and Dry. They started playing High and Dry videos more around that time because Def Leppard was getting more popular, like... Yeah. Uh, they would play, well, me and my wine wasn't officially on that album, but they'd play that video, bring it on the Heartbreak, you know, and, you know, that's how I basically got into them. Um, uh, that, that's my favorite Def Leppard song, me and my wine. Yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. Uh, mine too. But my favorite, my favorite Def Leppard album is, is uh, Pyromania. Mine too. Mine's high and dry, but no wrong answer there. Yeah, I mean, that'd be like, you know, uh, Highway to Hell or Brack and Black, you know? They're both great. Yeah. Well, I, I, they are great albums, but Power Age is the best. Just, just my But, uh, yeah, I mean, MTV, and they're all over the, you know, WEBN, the radio station in Cincinnati that I listened to growing up as a kid. I mean, so, you know, just basically, you know, you just come across them nationally by listening to the radio and MTV. Yeah, this is your first Def Leppard episode on here, Jerry. People know what I said on the uh, one with Dr. Fuck with uh, High and Dry, and we also did Hysteria, which was a drunken fest. But I'll, I'll let 
the new listeners know because we got a lot of new listeners who are sharing our shit. Thank you guys. Uh, nine weeks later. But uh, man, I'm just going to say I got in depth over because of MTV because the fucking video scene fooling, bringing on. And then they, like you said, they started going back to high and dry. I remember yeah. Bay, we were at Jimco here in California. I was big. I, I had Pyromania. I got it from uh, Columbia House. I love that fucking album. I played it. And then I saw us bringing on the Heartbreak and me and my wine videos and stuff like that. And I, we were at Jimco after church and my grandpa was getting stuff. And I go, I begged him to get me high and dry on cassette. He got me that fucking cassette, dude. And I fucking found, I go, dude, this band rules. And I went back, listened on through the night. And I, I've been a fan ever since, and I'm still a fan. I still love them. I will still see them live. I like the last album. They have some pretty bad songs. I will agree to that. But they, the, the good outweighs the bad for this band. And if you have a chance to see them live, I don't care about what Chuck Billy says. Yes, they use tapes for background shit. But all five of them are singing live. All five of them are playing their instruments live. That's all you I need. don't know. I don't know. We've had, uh, we had an eyewitness on our show that says that's not true, man. I was there. Uh, uh, we, had somebody, we had somebody that was backstage and saw it. Well, they, they were singing live, dude. You could hear Joe's raspiness. You could hear his voice isn't that strong anymore, dude. You could hear that. Why would they... They're not, no, no, no. Joe, Joe's voice possibly, but the harmon, the harmonies probably. Well, maybe they add a little sweetener to it, but they're still all singing to it. It's like Blackie Lawless when he was doing that last Wasper, he was singing to his own vocals to double up because in the studio they doubled up the vocals. And with a Mutt Lang, well, they, he has like, what, 500 vocal tracks on those albums? At, late, uh, at the minimum, yeah. At the minimum. So they have to put some in, but they are singing live to them. So I'm okay with that. You know? It's just um, like a sweetener, dude. It's not like Nikki Six, somebody under the stage playing bass for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, um, I thought of a couple things, and an interesting thing about Def Leppard, you know, and me, uh, my first album I got was Pyromania by Def Leppard. Me too. Um, and then I think I got Vault, the That's Greatest Hits too. album, and then I got, yeah! I the, love that album! The Covers album! Because, that album I rules. mean, that was my first new Def Leppard album I bought because I think like I you know I'm a little bit younger so that was kind of like the new album and I was very excited to get it because um yeah because it's Def Leppard and I remember um they were performing on the live with Regis and Kelly show oh I didn't see that <laughs> um and I like stay home from school to watch it uh <laughs> to watch uh, Def Leppard perform on the live with Regis and Kelly. Um, and it was an episode where Regis wasn't in. Uh, they had some fill-in, dude. And I remember he asked um, the Rock of Ages, like, you know, like the Gloner, Gleepin, Gloppin, Glopin thing. Yeah, that was Mutt He asked what that meant, and um, I, like, he said, like, oh, it means, like, running in the forest or something. Yeah. Is what he said. And um, they... Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think that year, wasn't... Did they get the VH1 Rock Honors? There was no V... They didn't play rock on VH1 in 83. No, no, no. They I'm talking... Playing, like, soft shit back then. 83? No, I'm talking 2006. Oh, I think they did. Yeah. I think they did, yeah. I wasn't alive in 83, man. I was. 
I wasn't. I was saying, um, like me, like because I watched them on the thing, and then I think that year they were on the Rock Honors. They got the Rock Honors on VH1. Um, did you see Jada Pickett performing with Ozzy Osbourne? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, on like the Ozfest? No, she was on the VH1 Rock Honors or something. And she performed with Ozzy. She was the host of that show, and she. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! She was one of many hosts. They had like a lot of hosts. I think. Um, oh man, was it? I think because uh, Jimmy Presley was on there. She like hosted oh, God. it. God, I love her. And she was she was like hanging out with like priests and stuff. But I because they did two of them. And All American Rejects was like kind of like the Ooh. band that performed before them, and they did photograph, and it's pretty cool. Jamie Presley was in a. I bought this DVD like because she had a nude scene in there. It was the one Alyssa Milano did the first movie. She did the second, something like in for uh, Wild Things. No, not Wild uh, Things. Not Wild Things. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she was in there, and I got a nude scene. Something like, the, something, something like the babysitter or something no, like that. No, not the babysitter. No, I'm just saying, it was, it was on that line, the something. Keep or, talking, because I'm going to look at this up. Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I think they did like three or four of them, I think, right? Uh, let's see. I'm going to look. But she was on My Name is Earl, which is a fucking underrated fucking show. I Anybody like that show. Ever wants to see fucking My Name is Earl fucking rules. I'm That's looking at her discography, her movie. She was in Charmography. I didn't see her in Charmed. She was in a Marilyn Manson video. Uh, yeah, the Tainted Love video, because she was in the movie, uh, not another teen movie. She was in Bachelor Party Vegas. I gotta check that out. <laughs> she was in that Aerosmith video, the Girls of Summer video. Oh, she was? Yeah. Damn, I'm trying to look for that movie, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's a love world. No, she was. It was a miss. That's the one with Edward Furlong. Oh, of course you know that one, man. You love Edward Furlong. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's my favorite actor. I do love him. I think he's great. I love Detroit Rock City. I love him in Terminator Two. Uh, but man, the guy. What has he done lately? I want to see him do something. Pet Cemetery. Um, he was in a movie with um. It should be out soon with um from The Shining, the lady from The Shining. The Shining. And, and also Jamie Presley's uh, also in a new show, A Welcome to Flash, which I like. She came in the second season. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the lady from uh, The Shining. Uh, who's the what's her name? Um, she was in Suburban Commando. Dang. I didn't know that. Uh, the you know what I'm talking about? Poison Ivy, the new Sinatra. Yeah, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah her movie. second movie, dude. I oh, bought. Yeah. I didn't buy the Alyssa Milano one because Jamie Presley got nude in that one. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. Actually. You haven't seen Poison Ivy, the new Seduction? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's 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 the only good part about it is seeing her naked in the movie. So. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you say about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Who cares? When she's hot, right? She's fucking gorgeous. All right. Well, uh, we no, I think it's pretty good. I, I actually like her music. I think it's pretty cool. Chad Smith plays drums on her tracks. Yeah, but she doesn't sing live. That's the problem. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I've seen her. But I think uh, I think Chad Smith is a fantastic drummer, and I think he's probably a great addition to her band. Yeah. 
Plus, she was also in Joe Dirt. Ah. Yes. Joe Dirt Day. All right, man. Before we start, who's your MVP and weakest link of Def Leppard, uh, Jerry? On this oh. record, don't you can't take the Phil Collin route. He wasn't on here. On this record, um, I'm not that say it's a tie between Steve and Pete Willis. Great fucking guitar um, duel. Uh, I'm about to say the least viable is probably Joe. His voice was getting there, but it wasn't quite Pyromania, hyster or Pyromania high and dry range there. But it was still good enough for this album. So, again, this is a tough one to uh, to say who the fucking uh, you know, least valuable player was. Everybody kicked ass on this album. Yeah, man, I'm going to go a different route on this. I'm going to take Rick Savage and fucking uh, Steve Clark as the least. Uh, Rick Savage, when I was listening to this on headphones and in the car, he is fucking playing his ass off on this. He can album. play some bass. He's more of a fucking rock star now. No, but he was a nobody player. talks about Rick. Oh, but he doesn't play member, actually. He don't, he don't play memorable bass lines anymore. I mean, ever since High and Dry, man. Or Pyromania. Oh, dude, fucking Hysteria was fucking awesome. He just dances around hitting that, that open no, email. Dude, he, listen to that on headphones. I have. Fucking amazing bass lines. That's why he fucking amps up Rick Allen's electronic pads, man. Yeah, well, well, whatever. All right. So, Jeff, who's your MVP and weakest link of Def Leppard on this album? Uh, on this album? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if you were... Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, Rick's my favorite member, so... Um, I'd probably pick him as my favorite. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the weakest. I don't think there is one. I think they're all pretty good. Well, that's a good. I answer. mean, if uh, you were gonna say like of all time, I would like Steve <coughs> Brown. Was it Ian Def Leppard? Who? From Trickster. He's a dude from Trickster. Oh, Steve Brown only only covered in for shows. He never played. Yeah, yeah. Games. See, that's who I was gonna pick as the weakest. Yeah. So. Steve Brown is great though. That guy could play. Yeah, they, they, they actually had a drummer before Rick Allen. I can't remember the guy's name. Maybe I'll make him the least valuable. Well, player. Rick Rick Allen's been playing with the band since he was sixteen, man. Yeah. He's the youngest I mean, member of this band, I think. Well, that's the only one I could think of. Uh... To be like a weakest, maybe Vivian Campbell. Oh no, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't like him in Def Leppard. I like him in, better in, in Dio, but that last line, he's like went downhill every album. I don't know. I mean, I don't even like him. I, he's. I don't even. Did he like him in uh, Dio? You didn't I, like those first three albums by Dio? Holy I like the first three albums. I just didn't like him on guitar. His. I don't like his guitar oh, sound. Oh god. Have you ever heard the... Fred Goldie is my favorite oh, Dio guitar player. Dude, you are so different than everybody else. Everybody Fred makes Golden fun of Greg like Goldie. has like a Richie Blackmore sound that I like. But everybody hates Greg Goldie except you. That is cool. I like ooh, who, who hates him? Everybody. everybody Dr. Fuck, Ian Wadley, they always talk shit about Greg Goldie, man. Do they? I always they thought do. He they do. Stuff. They totally talk shit about Craig Goldie. What did Dr. Fuck say about Craig Goldie? Dude, I listen to every episode of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I remember everything they say. They don't like Craig Goldie. It comes oh. up several times on their shows. Oh, I never heard him say anything bad about Craig Goldie. They said he's... 
He sucks. <laughs> it, no, I don't and think he's so. trying to take credit for being in Dio's band when he actually did really nothing in her. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, I mean, guitar wise. Yeah. I, I don't think they've said anything bad, did they? They don't like Craig Goldie. Yeah, well, as, maybe like as a person, but like guitar wise? Guitar wise, they don't like him. They don't even like that guy. Who's that guy in Ozzy's band? Oh, I got his thing right here. I got a CD right here. I like this fucking album. Pharmacos? Uh, who's the guitar player on that? He was in Ozzy's band. I don't think he was ever on a record. Hmm. He's like that guy. But this oh, who's cool. the dude? Uh, the Ozzy, the guy in Dio that was Joe uh, Holmes, dude. Whoa. Joe Holmes. Have you ever heard the album Pharmacos? Uh, yeah, I did. I can't really remember it. Robert Trujillo was on bass, dude. Yeah, I've heard of it. I just can't really remember it. Oh, I think but, you would, I think you enjoy Pharmacos. They're really cool. Who, who's the dude? Um, who the like the kid, the like the little kid that uh, Dio had for the guitar player. The one that was like seventeen or sixteen or something. I don't remember who that was, dude. You know what I'm talking about? No. It, it was like uh, after Craig Goldie, he had like this one kid. It was like on Lock Up the Wolves. I like Lock Up the Wolves. That's a good album. Yeah, he had like a guitar player that was like 17 or something. I'm looking it up right now. Well, he's a good guitar player, too. So I like him. Probably him and Craig Goldie are my favorite. You know, everybody is... I'm just going to say this. People... Always down musicians. Hey, at least they're out there playing, man. You know, I don't. Are you talking? Are you talking about Rowan something or another? I'm trying to look guitar. Rowan Robinson. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, he's pretty cool. I like him. So, yeah, your favorite ACDC drummer was on that. Yeah, album. But he's, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's pretty cool, man. It's nice funny that you, you threw me off because you mentioned he was young. He's my age now, so it's like. Uh... Yeah, but like at the time, I think he was. Like, I, know, I get it. Or yeah, I get it now. Yeah. When does that like, come uh, out? Ninety, nineteen ninety, maybe ninety one. We were thirty at that time, Jerry. Yeah, we're on thirty. I was actually twenty nine till October of that year. But, uh, but man, let's get into this. Well, we already said our MVP and how we got into Def Leppard. Let's get into this album, man. But before I get into it, this was released March fourteenth, nineteen eighty. Was already said it. Yeah, you already said it. I just go through this shit. You know me. But I'll, I'll get to the chart. Two of these songs, you already said, Jerry, that were on the original Def Leppard EP, which you could have got on Record Store Day. They were releasing that. Uh, and on the early albums, early years, 1979-1981, which is a phenomenal box set. If you guys want to get a great box set by Def Leppard, that is the best one. Fucking love that box set. But, uh, man, and a spoken word when the walls come tumbling down was performed by Dave Cousins of the Straubs. I never heard the Straubs. So I really don't know who they are. But let's start with this album, man. We start off with Rock Brigade, which Jeff, the radical one, picked. So here's Rock Brigade on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. 
Rock Brigade, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's a song, man. Woo! Um, it's a pretty rad song, wasn't it? Oh, wasn't I it? agree. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like I like songs with rock in the title, and this is a song with rock in the title. Um, did you ever see that video of me at the Def Leppard concert? I think I did, dude. I, I watch well, all your shit. You're 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 you have good content. Okay. Well, like, I, what was it? I was, like, naming song. Like, I think the dude was like, what song did you want to hear? And I think I just started naming off Def Leppard songs with rock in the title, because there's so many. Like, anything with rock in the title. Yeah, they're ACDC number two. So, um, yeah, Rock Brigade, man. That's, that's pretty rad. I like that song. Yeah, I like it. I'll let you go last, Jerry, since you are the star of this episode, brother. All right, I've been promoted. You've been promoted till Charles comes back. <laughs> hey, you know, we got to give it to him. We got we got to feed into his ego, right? Come on. Uh, he is awesome. Thank you for your service, Charles. You'll hear this eight weeks later, but giving you props, man. We miss you on this episode. Oh, man, this is a call to rockers. Get ready to fucking rock because the rock brigade is fucking coming, man. Fucking, I miss Rick with two arms. His drums on this song is fucking great. Joe sounds amazing, but I will go back uh, go back to Jerry. Uh, he said, the next album, he kind of got his style. You know, this was a little, like, lower register Joe Elliott. Yeah. And it, it sounds like fucking he, he's just fucking busting a nut here, and then he fucking came when he came to fucking high and dry. <laughs> I'm just saying that. The band is firing all cylinders, and Pete Willis is way better than Phil Collin. There I said it, Charles. Star of the show for this week. What do you think of this song, Jerry? I mean, this fucking song rules, man. This is definitely a prelude to what's going to become two great albums after this. Um, oh, excuse me. The duo of fucking Pete and fucking Steve Clark are, man, just underrated as fuck. I said that at the beginning. I miss that tandem. Def Leppard hasn't been the same without him, in my opinion, man. Uh, Savage. It's actually a fucking Savage on this fucking tune, man. Fuck and this whole album, really. The fucker can play the bass, man. I wish he'd pick it up and learn it again because he's got it over the last <laughs> uh, couple of decades, man. And, and Rick Allen, dude, man. The fucking dude can play drums, man. I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, even though I'm not a fan of that era, the, the nine-armed version of Leopard, it's kind of amazing and a cool story how they stayed with him. But uh, before that, before the accident and lost his arm, man, he's actually a fucking really good drummer, man. Um, and I mentioned earlier, Joe's still kind of looking for his voice, you know, a little bit, man. But it's still a great fucking opening, man. They even like the claps in it, you know. So, fucking, hey, four out of five to start. All right. So then we get to uh, Hello America. And Jerry picked this one. So here it is on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
America, Jerry. Oh man, dude, this is a total fucking rocker, dude, man. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be saying this phrase a lot through this whole album because it's so true, man. The fucking guitar stroll, really catchy chorus. The other thing about the chorus, I really don't like. There's some weird synthesizer shit going through it, but that's all right. I can tolerate it. It's still a great fucking song. I would have loved to have fucking seen what Mutt could have done with his album, man. I bet it would have turned into a fucking banger. More of a banger than it already is, man. But then again, he, he did tame Hysteria, so I don't know, really. Who the fuck knows? But I guess it's good the way it is. I should, be, I should be happy with that. And the fucking lead playing, man. Holy shit, by Steve Clark on this one. Woohoo! Man, he was a bad, bad boy. Well, these guys were fucking hungry back then, dude. This is a five out of five. All right, I'll go next. Let Jeff go last on this one. The song that pissed off England. Come on now. You're an English band and you're fucking pandering to America? What the fuck are you doing? That's what they were thinking back then. Because they made it in America before their own country. Uh, they In their own country, they made it with hysteria. Oh, yeah. no. Dude, wasn't it like, I think like two steps behind, wasn't it? Something, man. They, England was two pissed off Two steps behind by uh, uh, like the last action hero soundtrack. I think that was like their big hit. No, Hysteria, they kind of got more into England. Yeah, yeah, but I think, like, uh, because um, I remember, because Last Action Hero soundtrack is my favorite album, and I think I remember him saying, like, yeah, this was, like, our first, like, top ten hit was Two Steps Behind from the Last Action Hero soundtrack, I think. I, I'm just saying that their country is pissed off the at them because they're pandering to America and I fucking love the the drums that Rick is doing, that fucking beat that he's doing. Going down to California, yeah. And he fucking, he's just beating those fucking drums. The riffs are coming out. Melodic guitars and a, it just has a ripping solo and nasty riffs. I love the harmonies on this song. And we are, why do you think Def Leppard tours America so much? They don't tour, tour as much in Europe as they do here. We are their fucking bread and butter. We took this band in and fucking England shunned them because of this fucking song. Jeff, what do you think about it? I think it's pretty rad. Um, <laughs> it's pretty rad, you know? It says, hello, America, you know? It's like, you know, hello, uh, you know? It's pretty nice. It's pretty little catchy ditty, I think. I like this song. It's nice. Um, it's nice. It's rad. It's okay, rad. There you go. There you go. Um, it's pretty rad. I like it. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, they are an American band. So fuck off, England. And then we get to "Sorrow Is a Woman." Jerry, I'll let you take this one first. "Sorrow Is a Woman." Man, that's another fucking great tune, dude. I love the slow, clean guitar in the verse. Man, sounds they got a really nice tone. Um, it goes into this like a little bit of a rocking chorus, which I like. And during the second verse, man, there's guitar fills they put into these weird-sounding, really beautiful type of tone they're using to, to fill in with the second verse. It's really good, man. I really enjoy it. And I've said it before in the last couple of songs. Fucking A. Savage used to be able to play the bass, man. Holy shit. There's not a bad moment in this song. All five of them are on fire, you know, and the fucking lead by fucking... Well, they actually split leads. Uh, Steve does the first in the... Third, I think, and Pete does the second solo in it. But it's a fucking amazing tune, dude. Uh, Well-written, well-structured, another five out of five, in my opinion. You know what, Jerry? That rules, because I wanted to find out who was doing the solos on all these songs. So you're giving me that info. 
I didn't have time. <laughs> so thank you for that, man. That rules. So then I'll go into it. Let Jeff go last. What a cool beginning. Starts off a hard and it brings it down. Light in the shade. Love that guitar. I Like I just said, I don't know who's playing that melodic guitar. And then a ripping solo. Are both of them playing the solo? Yeah, they both play that. There's three different kind of solos in it, I guess. I think there's they, they both switch off on the third one, but it's pretty much divided equally. Yeah, man. Two. I'm the fucking lagger on the show. You and Charles do all the research. Fucking assholes. I'm just joking. I love you both. But uh, what do you think of Sorrow as a Woman, Jeff? I think it's pretty rad. <laughs> I think it's uh, pretty rad, you know? Um, yeah, two thumbs up, man. All right, man. That was a short and sweet review. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty rad. Yeah, it's written by uh, basically Clark, Elliot, Savage, and Willis. It's fucking Rick. This fucking no, uh, Rick Allen doesn't write any of these songs. I think he does later. Uh, but he was like a sixteen-year-old kid, right? Yeah, pretty much. So we get it could be you, Jeff. This is another rad song. It's pretty rad. I like it. Um, because it's rad. I'll give it uh two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right, Jerry, what do you think about it? Dude, the fucking riffs just keep on coming, dude, man. Let me have more of this shit, dude. Fast rocking killer ass tune. I think this song would actually fit perfectly into their set list nowadays, I think. Yeah, my right. opinion. I yeah. agree with you on that. I think it fit in perfectly. Uh, this is basically Pete Willis all through this one. He proves what a great guitar player he is. And you can tell a little bit that they both have similar styles, but I think Steve is more of a bluesy type player, kind of like Fraley. Uh, Willis is more of a, I don't know, more of a cleaner lead. Uh, at least in my opinion, I think they are. That's how you get, that's how you get. Like I said, I'm a guitar player, so I pick the guitar parts you know, apart when I review these songs. But uh, this is one of my favorite Def Leppard songs of all time. So this is no doubt a five out of five. That's not, I love having you and Charles on here. You know about guitar. I don't know shit. I just know what I hear. But man, and then we get uh, It Could Be You. I'll go next. And I'll let you go last, Jeff. Just saying, oh, okay. early years box set. They have all these songs and live versions of these fucking songs. I love the live versions of these songs better. If you know me, I like live music. Uh, better versions of this, but fucking the studio versions ain't nothing to sneer at. It's fucking great. Killer rhythm. You want some Def Leppard harmony and riffs all in one song. This is where you get it, man. Fucking, I suggest all you motherfuckers out there buy the early years box set by Def Leppard. You got everything remastered. Fucking, they did a great job on it. Great shit inside the box set. Also, it fucking rules. Jeff, what do you think about it? Well, this one right here, pretty rad. It's pretty rad, man. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's pretty rad. Man. Uh, what can I say about it? Well, you mentioned the live, the live stuff. The live stuff is pretty good from this time. I was listening to it uh, this week, actually. Um, they did like a live BBC thing. Is that what you're talking about? Well, they ha they have it like on the box set. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh shit, I just dropped the Pink Floyd box set. Alright. Oh dude, that's blasphemy, dude. Yeah, man. Uh well it's 20, like, Hail, Mary. 20 Hail, Hail Marys, man. Come on. Well they got uh 
Fucking where's the live shit on here? Let's see. The raw shit. They got the Friday show, BBC uh, show That's sessions. what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I was cranking. Yeah. Uh, and the Andy Pebble dude. session broadcast in 1979. Yeah, that's what I was cranking. It was yeah. pretty good. It was pretty good stuff. You know, um, it's good. I like this song. I like, I like it. It's rad. Yeah, it was the Pulse box set, so that's okay. <laughs> that's a great box set. I know. I'm just playing with it. I like uh, that VHS tape. <laughs> the Paul one with the live concert. Say, does your red light still blink? Yeah, I turned off the. Uh, I took out the thing and turned off the light so it doesn't like go out. Oh, okay. In the box set. Yeah, well, that's a newer one. They just re-released the Pulse one. But uh, everybody talked about Sorrow as a Woman, right? Yep. So we go. It could be you, uh, Jeff. That's not what we're talking about. I thought we were talking about that. We just were talking about that. Oh, watch that on the satellite then. You know, I got to fuck up every show. I, I was like, whoa, dude. I, I mean, I don't want to get the songs mixed up. Nah, you know? I, I get the songs mixed up. It's called whiskey. But uh, let's start with you, Jeff, on satellite. Yeah, this one. This one's pretty rad. I like this one, man. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I was listening to it today. It's pretty good. Pretty rad. Yeah. Um... You know, I give it a three thumbs up. How about that? Three thumbs up. That's fucking awesome. I'll take this one next since you're the star of this episode, Jerry. You go last. Sure. Live version destroys this on the box set. But saying that, that BBC one, right? Yeah. That one's pretty good. It is pretty good, man. It's pretty rad. This band fucking can play live. They still can, man. I love, I love the break. I like bring it down, and it savages bass during this. It kicks into a killer soul of fucking rules. What do you think about it, Jerry? Um, this one's not my favorite on the album. I mean, it still beats anything post fucking Pyromania, in my opinion. Um, Pete's got a great solo, man. That's a cool song. Jeez, Pete's solo kind of saves it, and Steve plays these cool leaves at the end of it. Um. But it's kind of a nice, clean guitar, and you know, and, and more good bass stuff. But he's saying all that; it's still a three out of five, in my opinion. It's not terrible. There you go. So then we get to uh, Jeff. What do you? Th- oh, we already did everybody, right? Satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we get to when the walls come tumbling down. The inside one. I'll start with you, Jerry. Sure. You know, you know I'm going to go against the grain on this one. And- yeah, I'm. I'm not a very fan of spoken words and songs very much but it actually works here from what i understand they tried to get somebody that sounded like uh, lawrence olivier to do this um, i don't know if they got some other dude to do it i don't know well, i said it but, you know it's dave cousins okay yeah <laughs> but uh you know i mean it's, it's it, i love the fast riffs in it and there's almost i don't know did the did, did deaf leopard come out with galloping before iron maiden i don't know it's That's pretty close I, I was thinking Pretty time, you know, it's pretty close, the same time period there. But, yeah, again, it's just full of fucking great fucking guitar riffage. Um, cool tune, you know, like Joe says, this is totally rad. Five out of five. All right, so uh, I'll go next. This is a fucking great song. These get these guys, again, start slow, and they kick it in overdrive with those driving wrists, make you want to race your car. Again, alive versions are better. Check out the box set, the early years. Jeff, what do you think about it? 
I think it's pretty rad, man. I like it. I like it a lot. It's, I like um, it a lot. <laughs> it's good. It's great. It's rad. Um, I give it uh This one's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty rad. Um, I'll give it a five thumbs up. <laughs> Fucking Jerry. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I also, forgot, also forgot, uh, this is pretty much an old Steve Clark song. He did most of the soloing on this song. Nice. Yeah, you need to tell us that because I didn't have time to do the research, Sherry. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it. I, I like her a lot. I like you a lot. Dumb and Dumber, one of the raddest movies of all time. Yeah, it's pretty good. I love I'm it. playing uh, NHL 94, or NHL All-Star, actually, right? Yeah. And I think there's a glitch, right? Because the puck is by the net, right? And nobody can get it. It's, I'm just watching, like, the thing, and everybody's just trying to get this puck, and nobody can get the puck. I think it's, like, stuck, but the game has, like, some sort of weird glitch. Yeah. Dude, a lot of those games back then had glitches, man. Yeah, it's just so weird. I've never seen that before. It's like, nobody's doing anything, because they can't. That's funny. I, I, I remember NHL 94 on, uh, what is it, Sega Genesis? Yeah, well, it's NHL All Star for. Uh, I thought I didn't it was get that one. I got the '94 one, and uh, I I remember my friend taught me how to do one timers. I go, that is awesome. <laughs> hey, Jerry, your, team, is better. your team lost to the Kings, but uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I just lost to the Kings. I I was playing the flame. I was the Flames playing the Kings, and they beat me. So. Uh. All right, man. So we were into the album. The walls come tumbling down, and we flip it over, right? We're up to the next song, Wasted, which I picked on the Freeform Rock. Oh, no way, dude. All right. It's one of my favorites. Wasted. Come on, man. It's Wasted. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
All right, man. Wasted. I picked it because if anybody talks about Def Leppard, I didn't say this yet, but in our groups, in our groups, whatever group, rock group you're in, everybody talks about this debut album or the EP. So this makes sense. You know, Jerry says it doesn't get enough credit, but you know, Jerry, in our sure. circle of friends, Absolutely. this album Absolutely. is put up there before yeah. Hysteria and anything else. And High and Dry. So this album gets a lot of fucking credit. I disagree with you on that. So I pick Wasted because I like to be wasted. And I've seen this song live on the stadium tour. This is pure rock and roll driving. Let's fucking party. This song rules. By the way, the song changes in the middle. Goes left. <laughs> Hold on. Goes I have to interrupt you. I'm okay. sorry. You said something that really kind of pissed me off. <laughs> it doesn't get recognition. You go to a Death Leopard concert nowadays, 90% of that crowd, I guarantee you, will not know a single song off On Through the Night. Oh, no, I don't think that's true. I, I think that's true either. I'm saying I said all, in our circles, this album is a lot It's all soccer moms. It's all soccer moms and fucking, you know, you know, people like that. I, I guarantee. Saw, I saw crusty old dudes at the concert. All right, next time you go, ask the two people next to you if they ever heard a song up on through the night. Let me uh, know. Okay, but Jerry, what I'm, I said in our group sure. circles. No, yeah, I'm saying that. This album is not underrated. You said you're wrong and you disagree with me on that. I'm just saying in certain circumstances. Of course, I said it's I'm not, wrong man. because we everybody like cites this album and hates hysteria. What I meant, what I meant by that is, you know, mainstream, worldwide, people in general, fans of. Well, you they're know, dumb. Uh, you know, yeah, and you know that's true. You know that's true. Pretty that's true. Okay, maybe ninety isn't isn't too big of a number, but I guarantee you, the majority of the crowd will not know a single song off. Well, I agree with you, but I said in our circles I didn't sure know. i get that i don't know if that's true i think maybe if they busted out the like wasted a rock brigade i'm sure like somebody could like sing along sing along with the chorus or something i think the majority could probably sing along with it it's like aerosmith when they go to like south america they say they gotta play the 90s and up perfect, they don't know the 70s perfect, stuff perfect example aerosmith they've done seasons of wither and that fucking crowd had no idea what was going on. They were going to the bathroom, going to the fucking bar, getting a drink. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be like, um, I don't know, maybe like, okay, if Kiss played and they played like Hotter Than Hell, you know? I, I think probably like a majority of the crowd could kind of like mumble through the chorus and sing along. Because they, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it's familiar. Like it's a familiar song, but they're not like, you know, they're not going to know all the words or anything, but they could probably know the chorus a little bit. All right, well, well I guess I don't think anybody will know show. the choruses from uh, Kiss uh, Psycho Circus. What about Psycho Circus? That's a pretty big hit, man. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't it? That was like a big hit. For me, it? it was. As a matter of fact, I'll challenge you guys even more. I bet you more than half people can't even name a member of the fucking band. When they go, maybe one, maybe Joe Elliott. Death Leopard? Yeah, yeah, they can. You know Rick Allen man. is the one who's man. We do, of course. Ask, ask them next time. Phil Collins. They know Phil Collins. They know Death Vin Leopard, Campbell. Man. Know everybody in that you, band. Ask, dude. Ask, dude, ask the person. Dude, ask the person. Phil Collins with the shirt. Women love that. Of course we do. I know women, right? And women know Death Leopard, man. 
They, dude, they would be like, you know, they know Def Leppard. I said more than half. I didn't say every one. Oh, dude, I gotta disagree, man. The one right, let's, do, let's do a, let's do a beta test next time. Def next, time you, next time you guys see Def Leppard, ask around. Say, who's that drummer? I can't remember his name. Some, some, I, you know. You know what? I don't know when I'm gonna see the next, but I'm happy they're breaking away from Motley Crue. Well, <laughs> They're gonna know that. They're gonna know the drummer, Rick. They, they know. They'll know the members. Ah, uh, don't know, dude. Yeah, tell me the the original members of Foreigner. Why don't you? Well, that's different because, like, Def Leppard's. Uh, I don't know. They're prettier, I guess. Well, the thing is, they're they're very uh, they're pr very pretty men, and women like pretty men. So women are gonna like know the members. I know, you know that'd be like Def Leppard, like in like Def Leppard, you got foreigner waiting with a girl, waiting for a girl like you, and I want to know what love is. Yeah, like see, like Def Leppard is like that'd be like new kids on the block, man. Oh, like, God, don't have say that their name. favorite <laughs> members, you know? You know what I mean? New kids Not, like, on the musically, but just cock. like people have their favorite members, you know? Okay. Well, anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted your review, but I'm just saying. Next time you guys get a steam, just ask a couple people. Just try it out. Well, you know, it's like the one girl came up to work with a Van Halen shirt, and we said, nice shirt. What's your favorite song? Oh, I just like the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but she wouldn't be at a Van Halen show. No, she wouldn't, but she shouldn't be wearing a fucking Halen sh shirt if she doesn't know the music. That's well, why not, me. man? Maybe she, uh, you know, I don't know. The band probably got some money from it, you know? Yeah, well, that's cool, but the thing is, these hot topic chicks... Don't know music. <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Nothing. They could like, but, wear whatever yeah, they Yeah, no, they, you know, because it's like, you know, Def Leppard was on the magazines, you know? Like, they're like a pretty, like right now, dude, actually, I was at this the grocery store and they had like, um, like a magazine and it was just Def Leppard, right? They're a pretty popular band, man. They're pretty big. They're pretty big. I know. All right, all, all, the, all those who listen to this episode, leave a remark if you want to about if you if you agree with me or not. But it's cool either way. It's my opinion. I just think that's you know what would happen um, if you ask people in the crowd. Like, you know, I, I, if I ask younger people, like in their twenties or thirties, they probably wouldn't know. If I ask people in their forties and fifties, they would know. So you're half right. I right, finish finish, finish your wasting. People my age, you know, we when we're at the Death Leopard show, they know Phil Collins, and they know Joe Elliott. Like they know Phil, Phil Collins isn't a member of uh, Death Leopard, so you're Phil wrong. Collins. <laughs> well, I'm Phil Collins. I'm just joking with you. <laughs> hey, uh, Phil Collins rules. Sorry, there you go. Yeah, you yeah, know, just, we know uh, Joe Elliott, man. That awesome Tesla album he produced. Oh, I do have that. I have a couple copies of that. Anyway, Mark, are you done with Wasted? Sorry, uh, I am done with Wasted. I was letting you guys, like, take over. Uh, so, uh, Jerry, what do you think about it? Heavy Metal Leopard, man. Very fucking priest-like, I think, in my opinion, man. 70s priest. Tom Mala. Um, It's got some fucking... Fuck Adrenalize, man. Fuck that shit. Metal. Fuck slang. Give me more of this like any day, man. man. Come on. Top-notch fucking killer tune, man. No fucking posing here, man. This song fucking rules. Catchy as fuck, core riff. But again, some fucking great leads by fucking Steve Clark. Rest in peace, man. You fucking ruled. 
Um, they're killing it, man. And I can't say enough about, you know, Rick, the, the Ricks. We'll call them the Ricks, the rhythm section. The Rickham section, I guess. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you want to call them. They both are totally fucking standout on this album, dude. Another five out of five, man. Maybe Rick's bass playing changed when when Rick Allen got one arm. Oh, yeah, because uh, doesn't he do, like, uh, some of the drumming? Rick Allen? Uh, no, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Savage. Savage. I don't yeah, think so. I, well, I thought he does, like, uh, the electronic hi-hat or something. I have no idea. It just says um, he did bass, guitar, and backing vocals on this album. No, like when they perform live, I thought he does like the electronic hi-hat or something. Maybe he does. I have no so, idea. I think he like has like a foot thing or something that he like hits to help out with the drumming. Yeah. I could really? I, he, he's like all over the stage, though. I mean, there's only like one place you can tap to hit that button, so... You know what I mean? How's that done? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't uh, know. I, I thought I heard something about that. Well, they got oh, he, he did have a stroke. It's yeah. possible. Yeah, it's very possible somebody is helping Rick play the drums on it. Absolutely. Somehow. Well, who's next on this, Andy? We already did all... Everybody did Wasted, right? I think Jeff did. did Jeff, yeah, no, wasted. I did it. Oh, yeah, Wasted? Um, It's... You know, I almost picked this song because it's one of my favorites off the album. It's probably one of my favorite Def Leppard songs along with Rock Brigade and Me and My Wine. I like this. It's a really rad song. I give it 20 thumbs up. Um, there's a Def Leppard tribute album and jo John Karabi covers it, which is pretty cool. I, I really like this one. Yeah, yeah, I like this album. I like this song. It's great, man. All right, <laughs> Dad. Yeah, and then we get to rocks off with the which the star who's not on the show today, Charles Pick. So here's rocks off on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, Charles, you picked rocks off. Charles? Charles? Oh, fuck, he ain't here. Jeff, what do you think about it? Oh, um, I think it's pretty rad, man. That's it? Um, it's pretty rad. It's really rad. It's really rad and really, <laughs> really great. <laughs> I give it some thumbs up, man. A bunch of them. A bunch of them, man. All right, that's cool, man. So I'll go. I'll let Jerry go last because he is the star of the sub. But so weird. Fucking, what are we at? We're on rocks off, man. We're on seven, eight. So pure rock and roll. Great driving. Fucking party. This song rules. I love the guitar, and then it takes off with a blistering solo. It's a fucking great album, dude. What do you, what do you think about it, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, you said it all, man. It's a fucking a killer ass. Uh... Uh, fast-paced rocking tune, man. Like in the last two minutes, man, that instrumental on the, you know Sue Clark's playing, man, just fucking incredible. Um, and I comp, you know, this is a, again Rick Savage off the fucking chart on the bass again. Another great tune, man. Five out of five. What do you think about it, uh, Jeff? You already did it. Oh, you already did yeah. rocks off. I did rocks yeah, off. Yeah, I said it was rad. All right, my bad. Then we get to the next track, which is It Don't Matter. I'll go first on this. If I had to pick a filler song on this album, this is one, but it's an amazing filler. Just compared to the other songs on this album. And the car, Cowbell Rules. Shout out to Charles, because me and him love the cowbell. Uh, and the killer drum rhythm. I love this fucking track. Jeff, what do you think about it? I think it's pretty rad. I think it's pretty rad. I think it is. I think it is, man. I gave it a couple thumbs up, man. What do you think about it, Jerry? Yeah, I agree with you as far as it being a filler track. Um, it's kind of a Keep Yourself Alive vibe to the song by Queen. I like um, that song. That's a good yeah. song, too. I love that song, too. I mean, it has some decent licks to it, man. It's got some kind of weird slide shit in it, which I don't really care for. Well, that being said, it's still, like I said, better than anything off fucking post-Pyromania uh, Pyro, album. So I'll give it a three out of five. All right, man. So then we get to the next track, uh, Answer to the Master, right? We all did uh, It Don't yeah. Matter? You are correct. All right. You are correct, sir. So now you're acting like Egg Man. You're supposed to be the fucking star, asshole. I'm <laughs> just joking. Mm -hmm. But uh, Answer to the Master, man, I'll go first on this. Live of this rules. This song is so fucking good. My second favorite off this album, the guitar riff. Fucking just a fucking great song. What else can I say about this, uh, Jerry? Um, yeah, I mean this is another one of those uh, dual leads. They switch off on the lead. Steve plays the first one. Pete plays the second one. Um, I love the harmonies and the vocals on this one. Pretty cool. And Rick Allen, man, gets kind of a couple little drum fills by himself in this one, which are actually really kind of cool. You know, like I said, this is definitely a fucking killer Def Leppard, man. Fuck slang. Fuck Diamond Star fucking Halos. Flesh that shit down the fucking toilet. Total unapologetic rock and roll, man. This is what Def Leppard should have continued doing. Five out of five. What do you think that Def Leppard didn't because Rick lost his arm? No. No? You think this Not is at good? all. Because they, that? they liked Mott and Hoople and T-Rex, so they went oh, that wow. direction. 
Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. They got they got more girls to show up to the show. So I guess there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. The audience got prettier, I guess. <laughs> so what do you think about it, Jeff? Uh, wait, it, Diamond Star Halos. That's a, that's the lyric from the T-Rex song, yes. isn't it? Yes. And they took it and named their album it after Dirty Sweet and You're My Girl. They love T-Rex and Mott and Hoople. This is why they are the way they are now. I like T-Rex. I think they're super cool. I do too. And I think that the song is cool and I think it's rad. I like it. I like it and stuff. But Jeff Leppard's version album sucks. Keep it in the wrapper, man. No, I like it. Uh, I'll have to open it sometime. Uh, I'll have to. I think it's in the stack of CDs right here, yeah, along you, with. You, um, you need to open it sometime. There's some good songs on that album, man. Um, I got that, and it was um, it was on that stadium tour where it was for charity. Remember that? You didn't see the people coming around with like the CDs. Oh yeah, they did. I didn't. I don't carry cash, so <laughs> I couldn't buy anything. Oh okay. Well, I did. Yeah. Well, because most of those stadiums, like SoFi, don't take cash anymore. Um, you know, I think this one did. Yeah. Uh, it must have. I know uh, Ford Field doesn't. Comerica Park or Tiger Stadium, I don't... I think maybe they do. They might have switched over. All right, man. So let's get to the next track, the last track on the album, Overture. I'll go first on this one. Well, this is a well-crafted guitar riffs in the beginning. Sound a little southern rock, rockish, and then it jams at the break. Comes in with Rick hitting them skins. Man, they are a little maidenish towards the end of the song with those dual leads. I fucking I hear a little maiden going on, like Jerry was saying, the march. Maybe they inspired maiden. We'll never know though. But fuck. They had that. Final thoughts on this debut album, full-length album, because they did have a, a EP before this, and two of those songs were on there that Jerry already mentioned. Um, and this is just great. One of my top 20 debut albums of all time. 11 bong hits on this, because this is a fucking masterpiece and should be heard by anybody who likes High and Dry and Pyromania. What do you think about it, Jeff? Uh, the over Overture? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. That one's fine. Uh, yeah. But this album's pretty rad. It's probably my third favorite Def Leppard album after Pyromania and High and Dry. Um, some of these songs are in my top ten favorite Def Leppard songs of all time. I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I like this album. I think it's pretty rad. Um, I should, I never did buy it on CD, um, after my CD copy was ruined. But, um, I still, I got my cassette tape, and I actually have, um, a metal sign of the album artwork, because I'm a big fan of this album. I like it. I listen to it a lot, and I think it's cool. I think it's rad. So, Jerry, you're the star. You take us out on this fucking album. Oh, man. One of those. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, can I say a couple more things? Go ahead. Sure. Okay. Well, um, when I was listening to it, um, I kind of, like, realized how, like, uh, ahead of the curve Def Leppard uh, were 
as far as like music and stuff because when you listen to it it's kind of like the music that would carry on throughout the the 80s you know because it has a very like scorpions sound you know before the scorpions had that sound you know or you know like it's or like a lot of the other bands like they were kind of like the band before the band even though they kind of don't really get the credit i guess that they probably should for coming up with that sound you know that that like that um melodic heavy metal hard rock sound that a lot of other bands would have yeah you know I mean, what i mean like we talked about maiden a lot it's like what did Maiden's first well, album come out jerry yeah, but no, I'm not talking about Maiden. I'm talking more like the Scorpion. Well, I agree with you on that too. But... Um, like Quiet Riot. Um, you know, like kind of like the music of like this sounds like an album that could have came out like in '83, '84, '85, but this album was recorded like in the '70s, right? Like they had that sound. Of the 80s, but they had it in the 70s. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, even the Scorpions, they were around, but the Scorpions didn't sound like this, you know? No. They think the Scorpions are still kind of figuring out what they were doing. That Leopard Odie, like, knew what they were doing, you know? I agree with that. Jerry. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. it, man? Oh man, the fucking this such a fucking beautiful acoustic song that Pete plays on this uh, song. It's just incredible sounding. Joe's voice is actually kind of morphing here until high and dry a little bit, in my opinion. Um, again, just chock full of tasteful nuggets, man. Musical wise, in this tune, man. Keep that fucking X and that euphoria fucking nonsense. Flush that shit. This album fucking rules. And it proves that, you know, Death Leopard can do some kind of epic-type songs. They do it quite well, actually. Great ending to a great album. I guess a four out of five. I'm going to give the album a four out of five, too, man. I mean, I agree with Mark. It's one of the best uh, debuts, in my opinion. And uh, I wish they would actually, you know, revisit a lot more of these songs live than they do. I agree with you on that one, man. You know, maybe they might. Maybe they might. I'll start doing that playing some of the songs live because they kind of have a little bit they've been kind of like moving some of the stuff in their set list and with like their release of the box set and whatnot maybe it might garner some sort of attention to it well with like people discovering these albums on streaming platforms and whatnot you know it might develop a fan base i agree with you on that man fucking like I said, I give the I give this album a fucking it's a masterpiece. Eleven bong hits on this, fucking one of the top twenty debuts in my opinion. Uh, fucking nobody beats Van Halen or Zeppelin. That's my favorite debut album. That's probably one of my favorite top five albums, top three albums. Yeah, I don't top even put the Rush. That's my second favorite album of all time. How about I don't that? Even put the Rush debut in my top twenty. I think the debut is caressed still. Even Eddie Lee doesn't like that album. Uh, fuck you, Eddie. But uh, that was our review, man. And then uh, then we get to our tracks of the week. Jerry, you picked Tesla Little Susie. Great tune, man. Off another fucking excellent debut album. Probably another top 20 debut album, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, 
A lot of people don't know that that's actually a cover song, and I couldn't tell you the name of the people that actually sang because I never heard it. It was horrible. But, uh, well, I heard it, and I don't remember. Yeah, that's definitely Tesla's song, man. It's just uh, the first. It's a song that I first heard by them, and it really got me into them. And uh, there's a little Def, there's a little Tesla Def Leppard history, as you all know. That Phil Collins totally did a tr- horrible album, produced a horrible album called uh, Shock. There's five good songs on that album. Uh, yeah, they, you count. You're pressing your luck there, but uh, there's five. Time uh, they have some good shit on there. They do. Yeah, you know, half of most of half of is horrible. Isn't that what the if I remember correctly, wasn't like the first half was kind of. Not so good, but I think the later songs, like the later tracks on it, was pretty pretty good. Is well, I did like the about? song "Shock" and uh, I did I hated that California summer song shit. Oh god, oh. it's horrible. Yeah. Fucking what was that fucking train? Train, <laughs> train. Maybe they were trying to get a hit, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it was uh, probably like twenty the years ago, the only in the band who likes that album is fucking the bassist. <laughs> Everybody Ryan fucking hates it. Frank Hannon hates it. Tommy's they talk nice about Phil because he tried his best, but he neutered them. There was hardly any <laughs> lead guitar solos on that album. Fucking hate it was horrible. I like five songs. I think I have five songs on my uh, iPhone. That's it. And I play five of those songs on thatmetalstation.com, which is already gone. So. uh uh, rip met that metal station.com mark dolly like you always say but then we get to you jeff you picked a cool fucking song so did jerry big balls by acdc yeah big balls <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because it's like um it, it's called big balls but it's not like about balls it's about balls <laughs> Dan- um, dance room, ballrooms, dance rooms, yeah. yeah but it's it's, like, it's like David Lee Roth, man, talking about double entendres. Yeah, but this is pretty funny, man. Big balls, man, yeah. My balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, my, man. It's my belief that my big balls should be held every night. Fuck <laughs> yeah. it, Bon Scott, man. Fuck it, he ruled. God damn. I would just wonder what. Oh, dude! Doing. I remember this one time, right? I went and seen this ACDC uh, tribute band, right? And I was at the urinal, and like I was like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna play Big Balls tonight?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we play. It's only a couple minutes." And then, um, like they didn't play it, but like I was yelling, "Like play Big Balls," you know? And then like it, I think I was like, there was only like three people in, like, the venue, and they didn't play Big Balls, um, but, yeah, it would have been cool if they did. Uh, that would have been awesome. It was cool to watch, uh, Metallica, like, jam into ACDC and Night Ranger at that power trip, also. Oh, I thought you were gonna say they played Big Balls. No, I was like, oh, yeah. No, they didn't play Big <laughs> I don't think they played Big Balls. But then I get to my track, since Charles isn't on here anyways, I, I did this to piss him off. You're welcome, Charles. Night Ranger, passion play. <laughs> he loves some Night Ranger, right, Jerry? Sure, his favorite band. His favorite band. Yeah, do they? I really like Night Ranger too, man. I think they're pretty rad. They are pretty they're, rad. 
They're playing uh, next year um, in uh, Michigan. Uh, they play Michigan quite a bit, actually, but they're playing uh, next year and because um, the show is rescheduled. So um, I'll get my ticket at some point. And I was even thinking about getting the VIP package so nice. I could be Night Ranger. And I was going to pick up one of their 8-tracks and have them sign the 8-track because I'm a big... 8-track fan, and I like to get 8-track signed. Are you in that analog group with Keith Ashcraft? Uh, maybe. Probably. I think I, I know I'm in one. That must be... Yeah, he, might... he rebuilds 8-tracks and sells them. I got a whole fucking... I got a whole box of them in storage. Well, <laughs> you should probably look at them. Some of them might be worth, worth some money, or if you wanted to play them. I know I have Kiss Destroyer, and I know I have Kiss Dynasty... I have like a cool in the gang one. I have a fucking two other people that sang that afternoon delight. The fuck is that group? I know that one's in there. Um, I think there might be a Zeppelin one. Which I can't remember. I haven't opened it up in like yeah. probably Every 10 Every time years, I think so. of afternoon delight, I think of that movie with Jeremy Piven called PCU and David Spade. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> that's a great movie where they're throwing meat at the vegans. <laughs> you know, I bought that on VHS uh, not too long ago because I wanted to watch it. I got it on DVD, and uh, David Spade is like a hardcore Republican. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even like probably even can't like really say some of his lines, but they're just so funny. <laughs> they're just like. But but locking those like upper crust people and locking the stereo system and putting. Afternoon Delight on CD on repeat, locking them in the fucking party. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Starland, Star, Starline Vocal Band, I think something like that. I can get the name. Oh, oh dude, you remember the Simpsons when like he like uh uh well, I think it was um Bleeding Gums Murphy. He dies right. Yeah. And Homer's like, yeah, yeah, you gotta like honor him with a tattoo. So he like pulls up his like sleeve. And it's Starlight Vocal Band! <laughs> like, they suck! What? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Pulls up the... Yeah, it's funny. Simpsons is rad. I like Simpsons. I love the Simpsons, man. I'm glad they're still going. Uh, Futurama's back on on Hulu. Check out Futurama. But uh, then we get to uh, Charles. He picked Michael Jackson. Give in to me. I don't even know. I think I know that song. I like Michael Jackson. I, I was gonna do like a early. I was gonna do like a Charles impression, but I mean, you're like, oh, I'm Charles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Charles. <laughs> that's and, not even what he sounds I, like. I'm he the sound star. Like that. You guys. That sounds suck. like um. Sean Connery. <laughs> Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. You know. <sighs> go go fuck yourself, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Jerry. I was just gonna say that. Or I took your mother last night to wreck. <laughs> God dang. Weren't those awesome, those fucking Will Ferrell shit? Yeah. I can love that guy. A lot of people don't like that guy. But man, that's our episode of Def Leppard On Through the Night. Those are our tracks of the week. And like we always say at the end with the great Ken Mills, if you like it, buy it. And subscribe to the podcast, like my wife says in the middle of this episode. Uh, Jerry, any final thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, our group pretty much knows this album, but if you're like a, a casual listener to Def Leppard and you're hearing this podcast, 
give this album a fucking try, man. I guarantee you, you'll probably like it a lot. Um, buy it on physical media if you really like it a lot, please. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, uh, thanks, Jeff, for being on again, man. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Anytime, man. Just <laughs> as long as I know the album or like the album or... Well, you need have, to break out the diamond star halos. You're up for that one coming. Or have a, have something to say about it. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, you know. Because I, I, yeah, I, I, I got to get that I out do, with Charles because Charles yeah. always dogs me on that album. Like, yeah, subscribe. I'll or... give it a listen, but I mean, I don't know. You like that new Tesla album, and I wasn't really the biggest fan. I didn't fan like of Shock. That, but... Um, you know, you liked it, I listened to it, and I don't think I really cared much for it. I didn't like it. Shock at all. I like five songs, dude, out of 12. And I have, like, two copies of it, so. Because yeah. they were giving them away, like, when you bought, like, the ticket, like, the Tesla tickets. Yeah. But you Remember know, you would get them, and I bought, like, two tickets, and I got two in the mail, and I'm like, oh, this is... What was that covers crazy. album they did, Jerry, where they're giving it out at their show? Real to Real? Those albums rule. Yeah. Yeah, they got some good songs on there. I like some of them on that they do album. Beer drinkers and whatever from ZZ they Top. do war pig. Beer drinkers and Hellraisers. Yeah, they do a fucking uh, that fucking what's that Peter Frampton dude? Uh, do you feel like I do? Yeah, that version rules. And then uh, space trucking is on there. Is amazing yep. too. I, I love Tesla, man, but let's get the fuck out of here, man. i like to thank you, Jeff, for coming on here. Follow <laughs> us. Give us a, my wife already said give a five-star review, so let's get the fuck out of here, guys. Later, man. Thank you. Take it easy, guys. Bye.
high society God's gift to ballroom notoriety And I always fill my ballroom The event is never small The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all I've got big balls I've got big balls They're such big balls And they're dirty big balls And he's got big balls And she's got big balls But we've got the best balls of them all And my balls are always bouncing And my ballroom always full And everybody comes and comes again If your name is on the guest list can take you higher Everybody says I've got great balls of fire I've got big balls Oh I've got big balls And there's such big balls Dirty big balls And he's got big balls And she's got big balls But we've got the biggest Balls of the balls Some balls are held for charity And some for fancy dress But when they're held for pleasure, they're the balls that I like best. My balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right. It's my belief that my big ball should be held every night. Oh, We've got big balls! We've got big balls! We've got big balls! Dirty big balls! He's got big balls! She's got big balls! But we've got the best!
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.